Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It, it Just Makes sense. sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week we're talking about episode one of Evil Lives Here. There's something about Robbie. Oh my God. All right, friends. Full disclosure. There's actually 18 episodes of 1990s, The Deadliest Decade, and when I so found that up. out, I wanted to cry. <laughs> so we're not. We're done. It ended. Yeah. Thank you for listening. As far as we're concerned, <laughs> it's over, and like... I also lost the script for the last episode, too, and I didn't want to redo it, so it, it, this is where we're at. It really wasn't a good one. It was the Atlanta bombing. It was good. Was it? Uh-huh. Huh. Well, anyways, this series is good, and so most of the information is from the series. There was also an interview with the um, killer's mom that I wanted to find, but I couldn't find it. But I took some other information from other articles, but most of it is from this episode of Evil Lives Here. First, it's been so long since I've seen you. For those of you who don't follow WW Sam and the Buff... Sam took a little vacay down to Florida doing a little true crime research for us. So tell me, how was it? What true crime research did I do? Your interview with Casey Anthony. You were down in Florida. Stop. Don't make me laugh. (laughs) So Florida was wonderful. Did you go to her house? No. We went to Universal Studios where she worked, allegedly. You didn't see the pool? She was not there. No. Oh. but Florida was great. We just really pool dated a lot. Mm. Just like hung out. You ate, did nothing true crime related? so much fried food. I mm. want to die. You took all of that money out of the podcast budget <laughs> and you didn't do a thing. Okay, guys. Also, yesterday I just had oral gum surgery, so I can't really talk or laugh. And this is hard. Um, how am I supposed to not make you laugh? I'm funny. <laughs> Anyways, Florida was great. Thanks so much for asking. Wonderful. (laughs) So this series chronicles whether you would see the signs leading up to someone in your life becoming a heinous criminal. Oh, my God. And what would you do? And, like... Turn them in immediately. You what? Depending on who it was. I think it would depend on the crime for me. Yeah, and the crime, for sure. Like, because I don't think all things that people think are heinous are that heinous. Yeah. Like, depending on what it was. Right. Like... And would they get caught? Like, could I make money and they won't get caught? Keep doing that. Could I extort them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> could I get a cut? Sure. Like, white-collar crime? Yeah, For like, sure. Not turning them in. Not turning them in at all. Yeah. But I would also be one of those significant others. Like, if my uh, husband was doing white-collar crime, I would totally turn a blind eye and be like, I didn't know. Same. I yeah. probably would have no idea. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. Well, do you think, so before we get into it, do you think that people are just wired to kill or do bad things? Or do you think it's more nurture versus nature that causes it? I think that um, people who are like serial killers, like a sociopath, yeah. are wired that way. I think they're born with mental, you know what I mean? They're just, that's, it's just who they are. I think people who, under certain circumstances, commit crimes of passion... Or, like, self-defense. You know what I mean? Like, if someone yeah. who's in a, an environment where they're being abused physically and, like, sexually, I think it can make an impact. But I think people who are, like, just evil to the core are born that way. Did you well, ever see the that... movie The Bad Seed? Yes. 
that kind of explores that idea. I love that movie. But isn't that like I think you're using the two? You're thinking you're, I think you're using the word sociopath when you mean psychopath. Yeah, probably because they're two different things. Yeah, like sociopath knows emotion. Oh yeah, no, I'm thinking but, psychopath. Yeah, Sorry. like psychopath, psychopath. doesn't yeah. doesn't feel emotion Correct. whatsoever. They do not see anything yeah. wrong. Like I think that they're born that way. Yeah, I you think psychopath change that about them. I think you can become a sociopath. I agree. I think that you can. I think I think like your upbringing and things like that can turn you against your emotions and you can like beat them down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I digress. But I was just wondering how well you always thought about that. So not only tell you this episode like shocked me. I had never heard of this killer. Interesting. I like heard, and I never really heard about the case either. Of course, I was kind of young. It was during the Bush years, so I was like early teenage years, okay. I think. Um, but yeah, I don't. I didn't remember at all. So something about Robbie. Um, I'm glad I didn't do too much googling because it made the ending even more shocking. Mm. Yeah. So on December fifth, two thousand seven, then nineteen year old Robbie Hawkins committed a heinous act of unspeakable evil. The show starts out with Candace Sims, Robbie's stepmom. She is distraught over the murders. It admits during the opening credits that she doesn't really want to do the interview. Candace knew from a young age that Robbie was different. He was very smart, inquisitive, young boy. But she recalls that from a young age, Robbie was a temperamental little child. He was prone to sometimes wild, violent outbursts, swearing, telling his parents any evil, evil thing he could think of. He often told Candace she was worthless. Can you imagine? No. Being a stepmom, like... Yeah, I'd get out. Yeah, seriously. You must, like, really love... The, the your husband? Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, during these temper tantrums, Robbie couldn't be consoled. They would have to uh, leave him to swear and scream it out. And after the temper tantrum was over, he would flip a switch and become a wonderful, sweet, mm-hmm. loving little boy. Okay, crazy. Yeah. First sign right it's there. It's literally like the bad seed when she'd be like... I have the prettiest mother. I have the most beautiful mother. And then kill the guy who swept up the the street sweeper that works at the apartment. Yeah. That's such a good movie. I know. Okay, so one of the early incidents that led up to these things as a kid was one of his outbursts drove his dad and mom, Candace, to the edge. When Robbie was four, he was kicked out of a kinder care, which was a local daycare. He was hitting other children and even went so far as to hit another child with a chair. But like the kinder, like this kinder care place, it didn't say like maybe you should get him in for to see a psychologist or like. Well, I mean, it goes on. Okay. Like, so when he returned home that day after the incident, the kid was steadfast that he didn't do anything wrong and the other children deserved it. Okay. Okay. Right. So enter Ron. Ron is the father. Okay. So Ron and Candace okay. made a tough decision after um, after this conversation that to have him admitted into psychiatric care at the age of four. That's kind of wild. Isn't it? Like they had him fully admitted. Yeah. Not just like, oh, an appointment to see. No, he was, he, no, wow. he was, he was admitted into a psychiatric facility. Okay. So at this point I learned um, that. So his, he, his mother claims that he was abused by his stepfather from the age of like one and a half to four. Okay. So this is part of it. So. Is she still with his stepfather? No. Okay. No. 
So Robbie was in and out of psychiatric, I can talk, (laughs) facilities throughout his childhood and into his teenage years. Candace recalled after a particular stay in his teens when Robbie came home and his emotions became very flat. He was on different medications, so you know how that changes the flat affect, right? So... Now, the show has this, like, huge buildup. They love to do this shit. Huge buildup into this incident, right? So, and it turns, it's a total flop. I'm like, uh, what? So, Candace recounts one night that she goes upstairs to get Robbie for dinner. He's being stubborn and he doesn't want to come downstairs, so she threatens him. She went up to his room where he spent most of his days chilling out Max, relaxing all cool. (laughs) She yelled at him that he needed to be at the dinner table in five minutes. Robbie got up from his bed, looked in her eyes, and said, if you ever try and tell me what to do again, I will make you regret it. That's it. Like, I feel like that's something Phoebe would say to me today. I know. Like, I definitely... I think it depends on, like, your experience with the child. Like, you know, like, he means he's going to stab me in my sleep. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, I'd be like, I roll, okay, get your ass down here. Seriously, like, I don't know. I could totally see my niece or yeah. my niece or nephew do it. The younger ones, not the older ones. Right. The older ones have, oh, yeah. have manners. But the younger <laughs> ones, those little shits would say that. So, I mean, when you get to the end, like, looking back, you start to, like, piece things together. Yeah. I think in retrospect, it looks scarier, but not. At the time, no. yeah. So, Candace believed that she was the heir of Robbie's anger because he was he viewed her as the reason his mom wasn't around. Why the stepdad was. Right. So they didn't really get into why his parents divorced, but they were divorced from a young age if he was, if she was there at four. So the majority right. of his life, he wasn't like the mother yeah, wasn't in the picture. Weird. Right. Yeah. So, um, my immediate thought after she talks about it, I was like, well, are you the reason? Yeah. Why? Like, why did, did you, did you sleep with the father? But again, they don't touch on that. So. Now, story moves along. Candace starts to get a little bit more into the juicier details oh of God, what's tell going me on. More. So we found out that Robbie uh, starts to make good on some of his threats. Shit. So one day, Candace was out cutting the grass and hollered into the house for someone to bring her a pop. Robbie was all too happy to oh, help. No, oh no! Now, wouldn't you be skeptical? Like I would be skeptical. Like, I wouldn't... Like, if he came running out with a... Well, like, I wouldn't take it from him. They said that he would have, like, these outbursts, but then he would also be, like... Well, he was, like, a teen at, like, like early preteen by this point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. He points in there. So, (laughs) after he hands her the pop, (sighs) she takes a big swig as he stands on watching. Right then and there, I'd be fine. Like, why didn't you just walk away? Yeah. Yeah. So, she thought it tasted funny, but she took another swallow. Later on that evening, Candace would become very ill. It turned out that Robbie put pesticide in the soda. When she didn't go to the hospital, Robbie admitted to putting the pesticide in her soda. When he was confronted about it by Ron and Candace, the father and stepmother, the father stuck up for the son, saying, It was just a prank, right? His response was, You didn't die, though. No. He said you did. That's not a prank. No. That's not a prank. No. That is an attempted murder. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been out the door. That's why I would have packed my shit. I'm out. Especially if the husband was like, oh, it's just a prank. Yeah. Could you even fucking believe your little sociopath son of a bitch child tried to poison me? 
I'd been like, would it have been a prank if you drank it? Bye. Bye. See ya. So it's like. I would have poisoned his food right back. But like with most of these true crime things that we always watch and read and blah, blah, blah. Like they never talk about the siblings. So you come to he find out. He has siblings? Yeah. You come to find out that there's a, uh, a stepsister. Like that's Ron and Candace's full daughter okay and then there's another and i was on it was unclear whether or not it was his stepbrother like the brother was like did he ever try to kill them or go out because that's usually what they do yeah i know but they don't talk about it like the whole time until the very end it's so it's very but but it always happens they never talk about this but that just reminds me because i was thinking about when you said like kids that are like psychopaths and sociopaths that one little girl that was interviewed by oprah and the parents had two different apartments one for her and, like, one parent to stay in during the day, and at night she had to stay in there by herself. She was, like, five. And the other one, because she kept trying to kill her little brother. Jesus They God. had to keep them separated. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I feel like with those people, unfortunately, incarcer- like incarceration for what? You can't change that. No. No, there's just some people that can't, like like we said, it's yeah. fucking genetic. Oh, my God. Okay. So the sister enters into the picture now. And it's a little confusing because they barely talk about her, so you don't really get information about her at all. What's her name? They don't even tell you her name. It's so strange. They don't tell you her name at all. And then she comes in at Maybe the Maybe because she's younger, like they're trying to protect her. Identity. Yeah, but at this but I at this point the but series so is long. after. Yeah, like I don't true. I guess I don't understand. Um and I I don't and she's not younger. Okay. They, so one of the incidents okay, so one of the incidents between Candace and Robbie. Robbie is suspected of stealing from his sister and she okay. works at a restaurant. They were suspected him of stealing her tips. So Candace noticed that he was in her room the one day and went up and confronted her. So in the process of confronting him, she's got this back backpack, and, or he's got this backpack, and he, she wants to look at it. He's like, give it to me. And he won't give it to her. So she goes to grab it from him and backhands him and cuts his face with her wedding ring. Okay. Anyways, I would have beat his ass yeah. if I was the sister. Yeah. Stealing my fucking hard-earned tips. Have you ever no. waited tables? No, but I no. would be beating the shit out of this little fucker. Okay? Like, why isn't she... If she knew he was stealing, though, why wouldn't she, like, take it, put it somewhere else? I don't know. I know. Like, don't leave it in your room. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, oh, if I'm living with a sociopathic person, you think I'm leaving anything available? No! Continue. Oh, my God. But now he's going to freak out that she cut him, right? Yeah. So can so Candace hit her wedding ring and the ring they show on the video. If it was real, it was huge. And he's like he has this huge gash under his eye, which I found a little like embellishing. But anyways, he looks at her stone cold in the face and says, If you ever touch me again, I will kill you. I thought it was gonna be more dramatic where he like went to the police and got CPS and like Okay, all so it still goes on. Ugh. So the next day, Robbie goes to school and he told his counselor that Candace had been abusing him. This is what psychos do. This is what I would do. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) So Ron and Candace were called to meet with the counselor and the principal about the incident. While in the meeting, the principal notified them that Robbie had told his friends, who snitched on him, thank God, that the only way Candace would leave that house again would be in a body bag. He was going to stab her in her sleep that night. Okay, run. What is wrong with this woman? But also, like, why aren't they, again, getting him into another... Like, why is the school not, like, you're a psychopath? Well, okay. here I come. But, I mean, that's fucking crazy. I Like, get out of yeah, there. Yeah, he ain't your kid. Uh, yeah, out. he's not your blood. Bye. I mean, I get you around him since he was four, but still. So. No. Once again. No. The father sticks up for him. Nope. Insists that his Robbie wouldn't do that. 
Mm. Like that he would never say that. So luckily the school convinces them that they need to call his psychiatrist to get the psychiatrist's input. The psychiatrist told them to call the cops and have him removed from the house. Yes. You're like, that tells you he talks to the psychiatrist about violent shit that like they're in imminent danger. They have him removed, so uh, they decide to send him to live in a group home. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. In these group homes, do you think that there's any, like, there's specific group homes where people who all have the same type of, like, episodes and mental illness are in the same type, like, they're all in it together, which seems scary? Or do you have, like, a psychopath in a group home with someone who might just, like, be there for drugs or shoplifting or autism. Like, you know what I mean? I think they probably have the more, like, violent yeah, ones together. True. But that seems scary to me, too. Could you imagine being their counselor? Could you imagine working? Yeah. No. Oh. No, thank you. Okay. That was just my side note. Yeah. But I would I would imagine there's all kinds, yeah. but I wouldn't That's think. That's what I mean. Like, I know there's yeah. all different types of group homes. Yeah. But I wouldn't think, like, someone who's just in for drugs would be in the same yeah. one as, like, violent yeah, typically killers. The, the, typically, they're in, like, a rehab grub. Yeah. Home together. Yeah. yeah. Try and get him to stop right. smoking the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be funny, guys, but I just can't help it. <laughs> okay. So, again, I still don't understand where the sister is. Like, what? Yeah, like, what, what is happening? Anyways, so Ron and Candace, so they send him to the group home. So, after having him removed from the house, they discover that Robbie had a, po- a collection of pocket knives, which isn't a big deal because. Even my little gay yeah. ass had some pocket knives right. back when I was a kid. However, he also carved in the side of his dresser, kill her. Rod Rom, Rod Rom, kill her. No. So the doctors in Robbie's life and later at the group home tried multiple medications for PTSD, ADD, separation anxiety disorder, um, anything that they could think of. But nothing seemed to change his mental uh, condition or his affect. He was completely flat. But they didn't, like, think to... Is there any way to test someone for, like, so, like psych, psychopathy? Yeah, or? but they're all... I mean, but they're all subjective. It's like a scale. Yeah, like, you true. ask questions. Like, there's different yeah. kind of testing that you do, but I it doesn't, like, show anything affirmatively. Yeah. I need to get more into the science of it, because mm. I wonder if there's certain genes or genomes that can show whether someone's more prone to becoming, like, a psychopath yeah. or not. That'd well, don't they say, like, there's only, like, one uh, personality trait difference between um, sociopaths and... CEOs or something like that. Yeah. While in the group home, Candace and and Ron hoped that um, Robbie would become stabilized. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Candace must either be an angel or the dumbest woman alive. So it sounds like to me. Um, No offense. It's not your kid. It's time to move on. One of the episodes, she recounts that Robbie was spending his time doing artwork. And she was watching from, like, the glass windows, right? And he's in this, like, Mm -hmm. secure room. And he's drawing pictures of her and him, uh, her and his father, hung by a noose, having knives plunged into their body. No biggie. Never let him out of that group home. Right? He's fucking- Get him behind bars. Crazy. You in danger, girl. Get out of there. And she's just like, oh, he's an artist. Oh, What a Picasso. He'll be all right. It looks just like me. Like, no. He's so talented. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so while in the group home, Robbie was encouraged to work on his relationship with Candace. He was told that if he ever wanted to leave the group home, he needed to apologize to Candace for the things he had done and show contrition. 
Ron and Candace recounted years went by, years, and he never apologized. He never was contrite. He never was sorry for anything. Okay, this guy is a psychopath. Yeah, so is he's he not still a sociopath. in the group home yeah. for years? Okay. Yeah. Like, if he was a sociopath, he would have he realized. Would have, or he would have done it just to do Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Out there, he, would he would have faked it. Absolutely. He would have faked it just right. so he could get out and kill that yeah. bitch. No, he's a psychopath. So after a few years in the group home, Candace asks for a divorce. Finally. That's all it took. Like, Finally, this bitch <laughs> asked for a divorce. But she says in the show, the reason she did was so that Robbie could come home. She knew that she needed to be out of the picture for him to be able to come home and live there. She's dumb. She's he's dumb. So then when he's out, he can track her down and kill, kill her. Kill her. Right? No. Right. Never. I just, I, I still am like dumbfounded by her. She says uh, in the interview, in which I completely scoffed at this, he needed to come home from the group home so Ron could teach him how to be a man. What? What does that mean? How about teach his son not to have homicidal right. ideations, you or dumb like, bitch? What does that mean to be a man? That almost sounds like abuse. I don't know. So at 17, after five years in the group home, Robbie came home. She was there since 12 to 17. That's yeah. like your most developed Formative years. years. Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? So he came home and seemingly started to do better. His schoolwork was better. He was getting better grades. After all, he was smart. Yeah. So, at the age of 18, uh, a little short of a year back home, he decided he was going to move out of town. He was going to move out. Bye. 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 So, he got a job, and he was dating a Who girl. Who was dating him? Right? Who? Right. Was he cute? No. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, Ron was under the impression that he was starting down a good path, and he was okay with him moving. He couldn't have been more wrong. Right? Little did Ron know that he had broken up with his girlfriend because she found him cheating on her. Okay, this scrawny little fucker. I don't like, know. Like, who is he back. getting? I don't know. Robbie. Robbie. And he had been fired from his job at McDonald's for stealing. <laughs> so clearly he wasn't doing well. But on December 5th, oh 2007, Robbie walked into the Von Moore store at the West Roads Mall in Omaha, Nebraska. And began shooting people. Really? Mm-hmm. Prior to the shooting, Maribel Rodriguez, Robbie's mother, discovered a suicide note. Uh, she actually got it from his landlord at the time and took it to the local police station. How pro- How soon prior? She took it to the police station an hour before the oh, shootings okay. had happened. So it wasn't so like they, a week. No, or, that yeah. day. That day. And I don't know. They didn't. I. They didn't say how the landlord went into the apartment to find it, but th- she had just found it. Mm-hmm. Um, the note read that I've been a piece of shit my entire life, and it seems this is my only option. I know everyone will remember me as some sort of monster, but please understand that I just don't want to be a burden on the ones that care for my entire life. He expressed his love for his mommy and daddy and some uh, friends and ended with just think, though, I'm going to be fucking famous. That's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. That's crazy. He ended up shooting uh, eight people and then killing himself. Did the eight people die? Yes. All eight? Uh, I think there's one that survived. And that was the interview I wanted to find. It was actually on Dr. Phil. Because okay. the um, the one survive, one surviving guy, he confronted the mother. Mm. The mother was on Dr. Phil. Yeah. But I can't. I still can't find it. It pissed me off. Um, so go back to the show, right? 
His sister heard the news of the shooting on TV and immediately thought that it may be her brother. Wait, Why what? would you think that? Right? Clearly, this guy's fucking. Clearly, they all knew something was was up. Like, yeah. why is this guy on the street? Because, like, first, well, I would never. Oh, there's a mass shooting. Gotta be my sister. Whose first thought would that be? Yeah. So she calls her mom, Candace, and then she called her dad, Ron, and expressed her fears. Meanwhile, Ron was down the street working from the mall, and he went to the scene of the crime because he thought it was him too. I mean, if I Wild. thought it was my son, I would go. Yeah, but, like that's crazy that he thought that. He approached the cop and asked who the shooter was. The cop wouldn't tell him who it was. Ron handed the cop ID so that his ID so he could go check. And during this time, the daughter called and was just screaming. At that point, they knew it was Robbie. Could Dude, you imagine? That's crazy. Could you imagine? How did she find out? I wonder if they put it on TV. Or I something. don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. They didn't say that. So, uh, Robbie Hawkins murdered eight people on December 5th, 2007. So, it, he murdered eight people, died. And one then there, there was, I think there were, um, was just one that survived. And uh, How did he get a semi-automatic rifle? This is another fucking thing. This is why there's so many people that saw so many parts yeah. of this that could have stopped it, in like, my opinion. When he went to go get a gun, don't, like they, why are they not running background checks? <laughs> so prior to the shooting, a man who lived near Robbie went to the police and reported that Hawkins had easy mm. access to guns. Sold drugs and often smoked pot. Who doesn't? Right. That was like an unnecessary detail. Right. So the neighbor, his name is Kevin Harrington. He said that Robbie attempted to sell his 13-year-old son Valium and shot at a car during a drug deal gone bad. I was like, how did he know it was a drug deal? Anyway. Well, that's not enough. Alone, not enough alone to think he'd shoot at the mall. But he was at least on the police radar. So why weren't they watching this guy? Yeah. So then you come to find out that the night before he was at dinner at his mom's house and that's where he stole the guns from. She oh. knew that he had taken the gun from her, from his uh, stepfather. So it was, yeah, his stepfather or her current husband. I know she had guns Either in the way, house. It was the stepfather. Yeah. yeah. And he took a gun from and them. And she knew and that she he knew. took it? She knew that he took it. And didn't go to the police or no, go to him? He didn't think he was she didn't think he was gonna do anything. I don't know. She knew he took it. What do you mean she didn't think he was gonna do anything? I don't know. Parents, man. Fucked up. Parents. So as the episode ends, uh it's poor Candace. Like I feel like I feel bad for her. Like I feel like she had it the worst of all. Yeah. Um But like you could have taken yourself out of it. Too. I know. I know. But she ends up like it, the episode ends with her blaming herself. She thinks that if the, that fight didn't happen where she scratched his face, like he wouldn't have gone to the home. He wouldn't have become more resentful because of it. No. And that I think this never would have ended up in a group. Me home. too. No matter what, I, whether she had been a part of his life or not. Yeah. I'm not sure that they, like, I don't think that that's what drove him to shoot up a ball. No, me The guy's either. fucked up. He's crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like it almost could have something. Not maybe not as big as shooting up the mall, but something would have happened if he wasn't in the group home. Like Definitely. he would have killed someone else, Definitely. or he would have attacked yeah, violence because yeah, he was prone to sure. violence, right? Even as a child, you know. That's crazy. So she said to this day, she still lives in the area. Like I couldn't, I, like, I, I how could you? I feel like I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I would if that was my kid and they did that. But I it's would steps move the hell out of there. Yeah. Just another. Well, it's kind of like Timothy McVeigh. His parents still live in Niagara Falls, don't they? Yeah, but the but the 
mass killing wasn't in the area. Oh, yeah. That's like, true. the shooting is yeah. in, was, like, the true. next town yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that was countrywide. Like, that's yeah. Oklahoma City. He's known everywhere. Like, right. Like, if this woman moved to Florida, they're not yeah. going to know who she is. Right. But just another wild tidbit I stumbled upon while I was looking for stuff. Um, there was a shooting at that same mall last month. Really? Yeah. They say it was reported as gang violence, but we know what that means. Right. They're just black ass. Black. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I, would you hold the family responsible at all? Like, how, I mean, you can't legally. No, I think that I would hold the mom pretty responsible, though, if she knew of the that gun. he took the gun. Yeah. That's the big thing to me. She knew that he had the guns. Yeah, she knew that he took it, yeah. Like, to me, that's bigger than, like, anything else. I think, like, I'd be pissed as hell. I'd be mad at the cops if you're not, like, yeah, I'd be mad doing, at more. doing more. Yeah. Like, if I was a victim, like, if I was that guy who had been shot, I'd be pissed at everybody. Yeah. That's why I really wanted to find that interview, but I couldn't yeah, find it. Yeah, because I'd be like, why wasn't Fuck you, you Dr. Phil at 12 and ever let out? Like, they say there's some people that just need to be incarcerated for the rest of their yeah. lives. Yeah. And he and was definitely sad, one of but them. But it's like... What are you going to do? Yeah. He's a danger to himself and others. Yeah, like it's the complete opposite, in my opinion, of like one of those ones where we did um, the kids that committed heinous crimes at, as a kid. Yeah. And then like, I think that that, that person can be rehabilitated. Yes, agreed. Something like this? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you think? Oh, my God. That was a wild story. That was a good one. Thanks. Just stumbled upon it. Um, I think I have a good one for next week, but I don't want to... Say it, because if it's not good, then I'll change it. <laughs> Guys, we're approaching a year in what they call the podcast business. This is wild. Wild. We have so many sponsors. Thank you for our hundreds and thousands of listeners. Oh, we're so rich. <laughs> Doing it from our brand new... Beach home. <laughs> Seneca One Studios. <laughs> Keep on listening. Keep on Spread listening. the word. Spread the word. Give us reviews and likes. We love you. Let us know if you want to be on the pod. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at It Just Makes Sense Podcast. And don't forget to join our Facebook discussion group, It Just Makes Sense Podcast discussion group. And you can follow me at WWSamInTheBuff. You can follow me at JeffSafe on Twitter, 1F. And this was a fun one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.